0: On this episode of the Trade Busters podcast, we're going to be talking about a topic that's very near and dear to my heart, and that is the idea of ensemble trading and strategic diversification. Now, I was going to um, finish off some episodes on the last of my income strategies, the two to three DTE ones first, but I realized that the last few episodes were were pretty uh, pretty math heavy um, and just heavy in general. Uh, and someone made a comment about. Wanting something that they could listen to while walking a dog in the park, so so here it is. This episode of certified dog walk um, appropriate, and um, although uh, I'm not going to be referencing any of my spreadsheets for you to look at while you're listening to this, but I do have some homework for you because this topic was inspired by another podcast that I listened to a while back, and it's the podcast is Flirting with Models by Corey Hofstein. And I'll just give you a quick. Uh, this is directly from his um, podcast page. The, what it's about. So flirting with models is the show that aims to pull back the curtain and meet the investors who research, design, develop, and manage quantitative investment strategies. So that's the high-level summary. Basically, his guests are all I think researchers or asset managers from you know, institutional firms. But the the key thread that ties everyone together is their research is always driven by quantitative. You know. Um, systematic trading and the very first episode season one episode one the guest was adam butler and he talked about this concept that has essentially transformed and been uh you know impacted the way i approach trading ever since i heard it and it is now a foundational principle of how i design my trading strategies now i definitely recommend you go back and listen to that episode you don't have to hear the whole thing uh, just the last about 16 minute uh, segment starting at the 44 minute and 30 second mark so 44 30 so listen to that season one episode one by um, with adam butler is called the ultimate gift now the idea here is that when you're trading and when you're developing a trading system uh, you don't have to change a whole lot in order to get diversification and the idea is you know for example let's say people who do momentum trading and they look at things like the moving average you know 200 day moving average is is a popular one or maybe they say that the 50 day is crossing you know under the 200 and that's a bearish signal or when it's over the 200 it's a it's a bullish signal and and the idea here is that you know this this 200 moving day or 100 day moving average being so popular you know why is that is is there some kind of magic to that particular um, time interval and the answer is really there isn't, you know, the, the fixation with a specific number like this is one, it's just easy to gravitate. toward. right. Everyone can talk about the 100 day or the 200 day moving average. Um, but mostly it, it's been this kind of uh, ivory tower effect where somebody who did this research on moving averages, maybe they started off and they just picked an arbitrary number 200 day moving average. So after that, you know, people who practiced it, maybe just latched onto it and didn't change it or further research was always maybe there were some changes to improve it, but they still kind of anchor to this specific time interval. And the research that Adam did, or he talked about in the episode, was that there is no magic to any specific time interval. Like, you know, why don't we do a, you know, 45 day moving average or 21 day moving average, or, you know, 13 weeks and two days moving average. And and the idea is that they, in fact, can all be valid. And when you apply these, you know, for for, you have some strategy with parameters and you kind of just tweak one of them a little bit, you're going to get varying effects because it's almost like a separate strategy. Because, you know, if you look at a specific parameter, strategies go in and out of favor, right? That's the toughest thing about trading is when you're doing something that's going well, right? Nothing, no problem. Um, You just keep doing it. But when something goes wrong, it's always hard to know if it's just, a rough patch in the strategy the market is just not accommodating or the strategy doesn't work anymore and how do you know if it doesn't work and if it doesn't work now will it work later right so strategies go in and out of favor but if you take a simple moving average strategy for example and just change the parameter right if you base it you know instead of basing it off 200 day based off 100 day or 35 day or whatever it is you're gonna get a different uh, sort of path to the endpoint and you know, if you run these strategies or you back test them, you know, it's it's almost likely that you may, in fact, end up with similar results instead of the expectancy and everything. But the path you take to get there is going to be different. Once again, because strategies go in and out of favor. And So I'm, I'm paraphrasing a lot of what he said in the episode. Um, so I really, again, really recommend you go listen to it. But the idea is that uh, he said in their um, research, and I don't know how many different uh, iterations of the parameters they tested, but when you ran a portfolio using all of the different parameters at once, almost running them as separate strategies in tandem, you know the sharp ratio of the combined or ensemble, right the combined basket of these strategies, the sharp ratio of that combination was higher than the individual sharp ratios of 80 percent of each individual um, iteration of, of, of that parameter and so that's really the amazing effect that so so the reason why the the episode is called the ultimate gift right the gift is that when you're sitting here and trying to figure out how to develop your strategy or what you're trying to follow right is this one going to be better now is that one going to be better now you don't have to pick right just do all of them because yeah number one that takes the burden off you right because a lot of trading is, is psychological right uh, you know they always say the the strategy you know your plan doesn't really matter unless there's execution right but then it's hard to execute when you're having doubt and things aren't working and you don't know if something's about to turn the corner right in order to have execution you have to have conviction but if you're not sure you know and if you pick one primary like oh man this is not working I should have picked the other one and that gives you self doubt and then you don't execute. And maybe you switch and you're strategy hopping and you always happen to just pick the one that's not working at a certain time. Well, that's, you know, you can really fall into this vicious cycle um, of, of kind of doubt and regret. But if you don't have to pick, then you don't have to, you know, you can't blame yourself. You're just basically taking what the market gives you, right? So running all of the strategies um, as an ensemble not only frees you from the burden of kind of that that responsibility of like, oh, did I do something wrong? But it, in fact, smooths out the volatility of the entire group. Again, uh, in their study, the the basket combined had a sharp ratio that was higher than the individual sharp ratios of 80% of of the individual strategies. Now, the way I apply that um, to, to my trading, because as you guys know, I have a number of... Um, I have a number of income strategies, you know. There's three of them, and then I also trade zero DTE, which is you know not published. But in fact, I have a zero DT strategy, a two to three DT strategy, a seven day strategy, a 45 DT strategy, and the reason for that is, in fact, to have this ensemble effect because different strategies are gonna go in and out of favor. Um, but by combining them, you know, sometimes in a given week or a given month, one strategy does well when the other one doesn't. And for example, right now, so today is July 20th, 2021. And you can go to my trade logs and looking at my two to three DT and 45 DT strategy, they're in fact performing what I call above running hot, right? The premium capture rate is over 25, it's 30 plus. Whereas the seven DT strategy really took a hit. You know, I got the whole book stopped out, right? I lost the entire book, all three trades, you know, a couple of weeks back, had a one or two winners. And then just yesterday, had a big drop, wiped out the whole book again. So right now, that took a big thing. You know, it's down to 10%, 11% premium capture for the year. I I don't know where it's going to end up, right? For all I know, it could end up negative this year, right? Um, Even though long-term back-testing shows it does have positive expectancy. But the idea that creating this ensemble, you are not fully dependent on any one strategy. Now, if you think about this, right? People who follow tasty trade, for example, two of like the key principles, right? Trade small, trade often, and strategic diversification. Well, guess what? This approach, this ensemble approach, basically covers both. Because, for example, my seven DT strategy, um, I used to trade it once per week on Fridays, right? But now, when I when I heard this podcast and I got this idea of doing ensembles, I basically took my my existing um, trade size and I cut it by, you know, I cut it to thirds, right? So instead of trading, you know, thousand dollar credit collected, I might only collect three hundred thirty three dollar. Um, credit per trade, but I enter three times a week. For example, SP1, SPX have expirations Monday, Wednesday, Friday. So by trading three times a week, but trading smaller, uh, the goal is to have the same net total expectancy. But you're going to smooth out the volatility because there's going to be things that happen in the week, right? The Friday trade might get stopped out and the Wednesday trade and Monday trade survive, or of course, some case they all get wiped out. But the idea is like rather than having a Friday, trade like like it was for example i essentially have a a monday trade a wednesday trade and a friday trade you can think of them as separate trades now don't get me wrong of course there's correlation right as you can see clearly i got wiped out yesterday all three of them got stopped out but uh, again going back to the podcast episode with um adam there was and, and and the the specific mathematics of this um i don't know if you got into it and um You know, I don't know all the details, but the idea was that they were measuring the correlation of each, uh, He call it individual bets, right? And the idea is that with this ensemble, you can tease out multiple uh, so-called independent bets um, that aren't, you know, that highly correlated, in fact, just by tweaking that one parameter. So, for example, you can think of the 7DTE strategy itself as an ensemble. It's an ensemble of a Monday, Wednesday, and Friday trade. Right. For the 45 DT strategy, I'm entering every single day. That's another ensemble of sorts because each day the market's a little bit different. Right, You're going to enter at a different place. The the entry, even the probability should be the same. Just the fact that you're entering at a different place is almost like a separate little occurrence. Right, So you're maximizing occurrences. Right, So you're trading often. And just to be clear, when I say to do more occurrences, it doesn't mean do the same size and do more. Right, Then you're just trading, you're, you're, you're trading, uh trade big trade often that's not the idea right you take whatever size you're comfortable with or allocating the strategy and break it down into the subcomponents right now I do understand there is sort of a limitation to applying this concept because of capital constraints. If you have a you know have a tasty bites account you know you know ten thousand five thousand dollars it's not gonna really work because you just don't have enough buying power to do for one so many different strategies and number two taking the same strategy and breaking down to small chunks. So this is, in fact, a, a concept that is more meaningful when you have more capital, right? So I'm running, I'm allocating some of my buying power to the 45 DT, some to the 2 to 3 the 7 DT the 0 DT and, and the idea is that is basically my strategic diversification, right? Strategic diversification doesn't mean you have to do calendars and ratios and iron condors and and everything under the sun now if you can manage all that and you know the proper tool when to use what i mean that's fine too right there's nothing wrong with that but for me because i'm always trying to simplify everything right simplify the approach and yet still get some some you know again this this diversification effect right just tinkering right with the different durations right i in my ensemble for example i have different expiration cycles I have different credit targets, some of them have no credit targets, some of them 50% or 60%, You know, um, some of them have a stop, some of them don't have a stop, so these sort of fundamental metrics that don't change the overarching philosophy or kind of mechanics of the strategy as a whole, but you're sort of just fine-tuning little parameters, you're going to get this Um, again this ensemble or strategic diversification effect and and for me not only it's it was really liberating right because i no longer had to choose when to do what and kind of one little last little uh story before i wrap up the idea is like so uh depending on how long you've been following my content you may or may not know that last year for example I was doing the two to three DTE and the 45 DTE strategy combined as a hybrid strategy. And, you know, my logic was, so I basically, when IV was very low, I would do the two to three DTE strategy, well, IVR was low. And when it was high, I would switch to the 45 DTE strategy. Um, and the logic was that when IV is high, you're gonna expect a volatility crush. So you can take advantage by selling further out and selling at 45 DTE. And I. I it Did work. In fact, sometimes when Ivy jumped up, right, I would do the 45 DT strategy and I could get out at 50% profit in one day or two days or three days. And so that was fine. But honestly, for me, in the back of my mind, sometimes there was still just like, oh man, I knew that even the two to three DT strategy would have worked so well in that high IV environment or like you know, in the low IV environment, the forty-five DT might work. So I, I did have this little doubt. Del- you know, cause I knew with you know, sequence of return risk. like what if I just happened to switch at the wrong time and this one would have worked when that one didn't. So when I heard this episode, you know, that's when I took my seven DTE and broke it down to three days a week. And I and I separated the 45 DTE and the two to three DTE into separate strategies. So I'm running everything in parallel. So that's my, you know, so-called ensemble approach. So it's very liberating. I didn't have to choose. I just run the strategies. Um, and I just take what the market gives. So that's the story behind that, and and why I do, um, you know, do my strategies the way I do them. And uh, hopefully, uh, this um, you're gonna get some value out of this, and find a way to, you know, if you can't apply it to your own trading yet, uh, at least it'll give you some ideas for how to build out or branch out later on as you get more capital and you want to add more add more tools to your toolbox. So. Um hope you enjoyed that. That's it for today, and I will see you guys next time.